Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Uh, but joining us now on the Payless Liggers Hotline, he is a guy who is synonymous with coaching throughout the National Football League, as we had just mentioned, worked with 10 different franchises, and along one of those stops gave the first opportunity at the NFL level to coach for coaching for Shane Steichen, who will now become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Norv Turner joins us on the program. Coach, top of the hey, morning, morning to you, man. It is like it's 6 a.m. for you, isn't it? It's uh, it's our normal time to get up. We're just, wow. I was in the other room. I lost track of time here. No, that's impressive. I'm ready to go. <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> I love it. Hey, let's begin right away with this. Um, and I appreciate your time and perspective and look forward to talking to you. But, you know, you you were in on Shane Steichen obviously early, right? You saw something in him. And ironically enough, on the other side of the ball than where he really developed a name for himself. But take us through just your initial meetings with him and why you decided to reach out to him and give him his first opportunity. Well, you know, uh, like a lot of these situations, there's an association. I actually met uh, Shane when he was a- in college. You know, he was there with my son Scott at UNLV. So I knew him. And then uh, we had an unusual situation. We had in May, I think we had an opening as a, I was creating, actually creating a, a job on the defensive side, uh, defensive assistant to do. A lot of everything, and uh, I reached out to Shane. He was at Louisville, and he was excited about it, and uh, it worked out. You know, he came in and worked on the defense side for a couple of years. Uh, we went to Cleveland for a year, um, and then it worked out for him to come back to San Diego. As you know, uh, you know Philip is Philip Rivers is a big fan of Shane's, and uh, they they worked awfully well together for the, that time they were there. Nor, what was it about maybe what you saw Shane as a player or how he interacted, you know, with with Scott? You know, like what was it going back maybe to those UNLV days where you thought to yourself, "Oh man, this is a kid that you know could could have a pretty bright future in the coaching world." Well, I think uh, most of that would be you know the the visiting with Coach Robinson, uh, who was his coach, who was obviously my coach, and I worked for for a long time. Uh, you know, Scott thought a lot of that saying. Um, I was around him enough to know that he was uh, serious about football, and you know, it's uh, it just worked out. You know, and when you when you hire a guy in that position, you, you I don't think anyone can anticipate, you know, the rapid rise and the way things work out. But he he was. Shane's been put in some. You know, he's put himself in some real good situations. And he's taken advantage of it. You know, he's, he's been able to coach good players. Uh, they respond to him. Uh, you know, so he's had success. Norv Turner is with us. Shane Steichen calls him his mentor. He gave him the first opportunity in the NFL. Norv joins us here on this Tuesday morning for an offensive coach. He's going to call the plays here. He's made that very clear. His quarterback background speaks for itself. What do you think those couple of seasons on the defensive side of the ball did for his career as a coach well i told him when he when he came in i was uh i was fortunate at when i was coached at usc to coach on a defensive side i actually coached the secondary 
uh, for a period. And I think it gives you a real different perspective on, you know, what offensive, what defenses are trying to do, uh, how they look at offensive teams, uh, you know, the way they uh, put together a plan to, to stop schemes or stop players. Uh, it just gives you, a, you know, an insight to how guys guys think. And uh, Shane was with some really good defensive coaches, and, uh, you know, I think he took advantage of it. Coach, you obviously, you know, had a similar path where NFL coaching obviously can be – you can become a vagabond in general. That's part of the business. But when you go to multiple stops – both as an offensive coordinator and a head coach, based on your experience, is it a bigger challenge to go into a to a situation to have guys learn your system, or is it a bigger challenge to go in and say, you know what, I'm going to tweak my system based on the players that I am now ha- inheriting with this new position? Does that make sense, what I'm asking in, in terms of – it makes complete sense, uh, even for this early in the morning for me. <laughs> uh, they, you know, the thing that I just, I'm just probably a little different in this, in this way. I, I think um, the game is, a, is about players, and you, you, certainly your scheme helps the players. Uh, but, you know, a, a real good player is going to be good in any system. Uh, now, I think what you're asking, and, and I think Shane's very capable of doing it, is you tweak the system to who you have. And, and obviously, the the offense with Herbert that Shane was running was a lot different than what they did in Philly uh, for for the for the, you know the, the whole offensive group there. But there's there's key things that that you see that Shane does and he did them. He's done them with all the situations that he's been in with Philip, with, with Herbert, with Hurst, uh, you can see things. And, and the, the thing I like about what he's continued to, do, uh, he try he, he continues to create and try to create explosive plays because in our league, that's in, and that's how you score points. You better make explosive plays. If, if you don't, uh, you know, it's it's just too tough to grind it out. And how long does it take to to figure out your – like when you go into a new situation, how long is the assessment period before you can get a really good feel of who you have and, and, and how much tweak you can do? You got to tell me who the quarterback is first. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the million-dollar <laughs> question in the league, right? We're asking no, the same I, question. I, yeah, you, you – uh, I was telling the guys, and this started me, all the guys I've coached would, would uh, tell you the same thing. I, those first meetings, hey, guys, uh, if you do something real well, we're going to find a way to put it in the game plans. We're going to find a way to use it. If you do a lot of things real well, then you're going to be used an awful lot. You know, if you're, if you're a one- or two-trick pony, then that's, that's what it is. And sometimes players have a tough time hearing that because, you know, we all have egos and they all think they're good at everything, but that's your job as a coach to to figure out what guys are best at and, and in the games, let them go do it. North Turner is with us here on this Tuesday morning. Again, the mentor for Shane Steichen, um, giving us some great insight. 
into the new head coach of the Colts. Norv, your history, you know, calling plays, being a head coach, you know, putting that on your plate was something that, that, that you did. Shane has made that clear. He's going to do that here in Indianapolis. What would be your advice as a first-time head coach in handling and delegating various responsibilities? Well, I think you've got you to match it to who you are and uh, what your experiences have been. And, and the, the best thing Shane has going for him in terms of the initial part is he's called the play from the sideline. Uh, you know, he's done that uh, uh, for wherever he's been, I believe. And so it's not that far away from what he's going to be doing. It's a big step coming from the press box down to the field. It's it's a lot different. Uh, and then I think you just you, – you, you prepare and you have people who are helping you along the way. And I know everyone now has an analytics guy, but you have a, a game management guy who can help you. Uh, I always had the special teams coach always alert on every situation with him because they're the guys that, as you're making those critical decisions, it's usually, you know, are we going for it? Are we punting? Are we kicking a field goal? Are we going for it? Those type of things. And, and you know, way ahead of time, I won the special teams coach uh, communicating with me. Okay, coach, we're on the 40. Uh, you know, we we're, we need eight more yards to kick a field goal, the, the, those type of things as you're, as you're talking. And you learn to do both of those things. And, you know, uh, I think, uh, Shane, with having guests there, having someone to lean on that way, that will help him in that process too. You know, I look at it, Coach, Los Angeles, Dallas, San Diego, Miami, San Francisco. Like, you pretty much cornered the market on the coolest places to coach, right? <laughs> Like, well, was this know, my strategy? We, uh, I coached at USC for nine years. That was my, my first major stint. And then we just moved down a few miles to Anaheim that was in Los Angeles Rams. So I was in L.A. 16 years. And then we started making the treks across country. And you're right. I mean, to coach in Dallas, to, to live in uh, Virginia, coach the Redskins for the – they were the Redskins when I coached them, uh, you know, for seven years. Uh, those are those are great times, and there's a lot of uh, good times. And obviously, when you're coaching NFL, at times there's struggles. But we we've been fortunate uh, to be with good people, you know, wherever we've been, and and that makes it a lot more enjoyable. You know, one of the guys that you coached, who's an Indianapolis guy, that. I've gotten to know as an you know in a, in his post playing career, um, and that I I think the world of is Jeff George, and Jeff speaks very highly of you, Coach, uh, of his time in being with you, and he told me he said, yeah, man, I loved playing for him, but Daniel Snyder absolutely ran the show, and, and that at times maybe from Jeff's perspective he saw that as as being a challenge. Was that challenging to have owners that that step in and overstep? It was uh, the biggest challenge uh, is, is in, you know, when uh, Snyder bought the team, we were, we had worked our butts off and it took longer than I wanted, but we'd become a good team. And, and uh, you know, we'd traded for Brad Johnson. And then that 99 season, uh, we, you know, we were second in the league in total offense and second in the league in scoring. The team that was ahead of us was uh, St. Louis, the greatest show on turf. And, and Brad had a had a great year, and we had Stephen Davis cranking it up. And 
you know, we just made a, we just made too many changes after that first season. Dan wanted to, I think he wanted to be a part of it, wanted to have an impact on it, and uh, it just it just made it tougher that way. Uh, but it's more that's what's happening in the league now more than ever. There are more, uh, you know, owners that are that want to be right in the middle of it. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that want to make sure they get their voice in to help the coach. So it's, I think it's a little more complicated now. Do you think Indianapolis has perceived that way? I mean, do you think Shane Steichen coming into it is aware that perhaps they have an owner that's going to want to have his voice heard as well? You know, there's a, there's a pretty good history there of, of uh, the Colts having, having some pretty good success and, and having a, a run where, you know, I, I, from what I understand, it wasn't a situation where any, there was a lot of interference. Uh, you know, it makes it easier when you have Peyton Manning and, and uh, Tony Dungy and that crew. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think uh, Shane's very comfortable with the way things are, have been set up for him and that he, he's comfortable that he'll be, you know, able to be the coach of the team. And that's what you can ask for. Coach, last one from me. Um, I'm sure there's times where Colts fans, you know, maybe they haven't been the biggest Norv Turner fan, um, <laughs> considering what you did in the 2007-2008 playoffs. Uh, if you had to pick one of the two playoff wins that you had with the Chargers over the Colts, which one was sweeter in your mind? Well, they, they were both great wins, and I'm, you know, I, I'm a big, big, big Darren. Walls fan, and if it was up to me, uh, he would have never left San Diego. But uh, that's what we're talking about. You know, sometimes uh, you know, head coaching, you don't have the final say in certain things. Uh, but the coming into Indianapolis and uh, you know the whole situation with Philip getting hurt late in the game and and everything that happened, and the, the, it was such a great game. The number of times we uh, came from behind uh, in that game, or the way it went back and forth, and, and to win it the way we did, uh, you don't you don't get much better than that. You know, it was uh, it was awfully exciting for everybody. Okay, last one for me, Coach, and I appreciate the time this morning. Uh, Rams, Cowboys, Redskins, as we mentioned, they were then. Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, 49ers, Browns, Vikings, Panthers. I'm the first to admit, Coach, that if I coached at those places, I'd have like nine closets of free gear that I took when I left on my way out. So which sweatshirt do you find yourself wearing the most often, and which of those teams do you actually think, you know, it's been a while since I've worn a hat, sweatshirt, or T-shirt from that club? Well, it's uh, that that one's a tough one. What we actually have uh, is we have a little place up in New Hampshire on Lake Winnipesaukee, and and we have a lot of different teams sweatshirts up there because uh, it gets it gets cold at night and you want to beat the mosquitoes. So uh, I don't wear a lot of um, a lot of uh, gear from any teams, but it comes back to me now. It comes back about about people. Uh, more than places I coach. So, you know, there's people that you're close to and that you're rooting for. Obviously, my son's at the Raiders. Uh, Shane, I'll be a, I'll be a Colt fan uh, unless they're, they're playing the Raiders. You know, uh, you, it's about people. I've, I've had a lot of people that work for me. Kevin Stepanski I work with. I mean, you can go down the list of guys that uh, have, have 
been with you or coached for you, so you tend to root for people more than places. Well, speaking of people, uh, two friends of mine from high school, Kevin and Ryan Foley, they played with your son Drew at San Diego. Briefly met oh, Drew <laughs> when I was visiting uh, them and, and some other buddies out in California, and it was uh, he, he was a good kid. So um, no shock here. You've been so gracious with your time on this Tuesday morning. So thank you for that, Coach. Yeah, sure. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, did you survive – Hanging out with those guys with the Foley's and with Drew. I mean, yeah, the Foley's, you know, uh, they look innocent, but they can be up to a little bit of trouble here and there. That, that, that was quite a crew, yeah. They they had a lot of fun. That's how it's supposed to be when you're in college, right? They did, yeah. I think I've uh, aged a little bit from that trip to California when I went to visit them a couple of years ago. Uh, Coach, thank you a ton. Shane Steichen, we're going to chat with him on Friday, so looking forward to uh, making that connection with him, and I uh, really appreciate your time here. Absolutely. Good luck to the Colts.